0: Welcome back to the Be Just That podcast, where we discuss everyday topics through a biblical lens. We believe that the Bible is just as applicable today as it was 2,000 years ago, and is filled with answers to all of life's most pressing questions.
1: Furthermore, we believe that knowing and standing firm in our identity as a child of God is imperative when navigating life on earth. Because what if we find in looking through the scriptures that God has told us who to be? Could we choose
0: to be just that? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> every episode is going to start that way.
1: I know, because every episode so far we've recorded at 5.30 in the morning. Yep. Um. So t- we're recording on a Saturday, the Saturday before Christmas. And yesterday was Friday, which we decided we will be releasing every Friday. And we had our first podcast go live yesterday, so that's exciting. Wow. Wow. I think that's how that sound went. Yeah. No. (laughs) We're
0: on soundboard. We
1: did it. We did it. And can confirm, Papa Ken was not the only one that listened. It was Papa Ken and Emily. (laughs) And Cass. And Cass. That's three. Hopefully somebody else. Hopefully somebody else will do this. Listen and find it interesting. But, um... So, we have this episode, and then the episode after Christmas will be our New Year's Intentions episode. And then this will be the first episode that drops in 2024.
0: That's crazy that it's already 2024. I'm already messing up the dates with everything that I schedule, I'm telling you. I think I've sent the surgery center, like, 20 surgery scheduling sheets that are like, yep, scheduled for January 5th, 2023. And they're like, "Mm, that's
1: wrong. It always takes a hot minute for that to settle in.
0: I know, it really does. so crazy. It is crazy. But to kick off the new year, right after the Christmas holidays, we are talking about materialism. And kind of the roots of materialism in our society and how to combat that from a Christian standpoint and maybe just talk about kind of what what's okay and what' maybe too much. First of
1: all though, how good was the movie Material girls growing up? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh my that, gosh. that was our movie. There's a we blonde in. Yeah, we wanted to be those girls. We were like, oh, we would sing and dance a lot. We could quote the whole movie probably. We watched it so many times. It
0: was, but it had a wholesome ending. Like it, it really actually was a good movie.
1: Oh no, I know. I know. We <laughs> we put some wear and tear on that DVD. Let's just say,
0: say that. That's true. That was like in the same DVD as Aquamarine and there was something else it was like a dvd pack or
1: something there was definitely um oh gosh what is that movie called confessions of a teenage drama queen
0: yo my girl lindsay lohan (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i want onion rings now dude Michaela and i the one time that we were allowed to sit with each other in like 3rd or 4th grade. Because they rearranged the classroom. Based on last name. And that's when her last name still started with a W. And. Um, so we got to sit next to each other. And we got moved the same day. Because we were about to peer pants over. I want onion rings now. Yeah. I know. I remember that story. I think about it every time. Like There's when they stuff. have those reels. Where it's like me and my bestie. Being allowed to sit together. And they're just like about to be themselves. Off. That's Michaela and I. That was Michaela and I our entire childhood. Like we couldn't uh, oh. be trusted together. It's so funny. It is so funny. so
1: funny. Okay. Well, um sorry for that detour, but I can't yeah. say the world I can't say the word material and not think of material girls. That's great. Now it's gonna be stuck in my head. I know. Okay, so basically we're just gonna jump in with the roots, what we think the roots of consumerism and materialism are today
0: right yeah i think so just kind of laying the foundation of like how did we get here and then there's so much in scripture that speaks against being materialistic in this world and we're not here to say that being materialistic or like having nice things is wrong at all because it's not i don't believe and um i think that there is value in purchasing quality items that may be more expensive and we can we can delve into that a bit later too but you know i think that we some of us do have the ability to afford nicer things or higher quality things be that food or um higher quality clothes that we keep for forever or high quality camping gear that we keep for forever things like that and Um, so I, it's not saying that like being, having nice things or, you know, buying something just because it's, it's a want more than a need is wrong, but it's, uh, we just want to talk about more about what the scripture says about being materialistic and how we can go into this new year with a different heart behind it. And just kind of being more mindful of what we're valuing and where we're putting our money and our time and our energy and, and why we're doing that. So, I
1: guess there are some crazy numbers and statistics out there of how much money uh, we as the United States pour into marketing. And that number is crazy. I don't know it off the top of my head, but, and it's different for each like category of um, product and things like that. But we live in a world that it like literally marketing is just shoved in our face all day long. And that's why um, influencers, like, that's a legitimate career now, and people get paid to promote these products, and they get sent all these PR packages for free, and then they get paid to support their product and promote it. And so I think that that's one of the biggest roots of materialism today is just the fact that it is constantly being put in our face, you know, and you see all of these people who are promoting a product, maybe they're promoting the same product, but there's so many like different types of influencers that are promoting different things. Anyways, my point being is that these people probably never would have bought that product in the first place. Um, And the only reason they're promoting it is because they're getting paid for it and they got the product for free. And, but it's shown to us, like this product is a must have. And if you don't have it, you have to get it. It is just so great for X, Y, and Z reasons. And then we see that and we're like, oh my gosh, that looks really good on her. Or "Wow, that does really make her hair look really great. Like maybe I should give that a go. And it's just like, we have forgotten (laughs) that there are so many products out there and we've forgotten the value, I think, of researching products and really looking at like the pros and cons of different things because there are going to be a selection of hundreds of the same products and we have forgotten to really slow down and look at you know one like what is this company promoting we've i think we've forgotten the value of that and we can talk about that later in the episode too but like what are the company's values of this product that i'm buying from Is this sustainably sourced? Um, Is this really the best one on the market? Instead, we don't even have to plug our credit card information anymore. We just press a button and boom, it's sent to our house. And that's so wild. And it's cool for about a week and then maybe, maybe not even a week, and then the next week, you see the next thing being promoted to you and you're like, oh man, that's cute, or, I really need that. And it's like in reality, if you really think about the things that we need, we need food, we need water, we need, above all, we need Jesus. But we need food, we need water, we need Jesus, we need housing, we need clothes, warmth, and we need love and relationships. And I think we've just forgotten about the simplicity of life. And there are people literally in millions of dollars of debt because they think that all of these things are going to fill a void in them. And it's like, no, like Jesus is the only thing that's going to fill that emptiness. These purchases might fill a void for a little while, but it is so fleeting and we can't take these things with us when we leave earth. And so I think that at the root of it a big part of it is just how much it's being marketed to us the fact that we think it's going to fill a void and um i think you have a little bit more to say on it too
0: no i think that's all true and i think that with that marketing and that filling a void is that sense of fomo that fear of missing out and kind of putting this false security in these items As well as it being a prideful thing, like, oh, I can, I only wear X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like, if you watch some of these minimalism videos on YouTube, like, or, you know, whatever it is, podcasts about business and money and things like that, that they kind of warn you against being married to a brand, because then you're going to think that you only can have things from that brand. In that man, brand may be more expensive than a dupe that is just as high quality, and I think like even that is kind of getting crazy these days with all the reels of like here's all your Lululemon dupes and and so you're buying more, um, because you think that it's less expensive, so you can buy more and then you're still paying the same price for maybe a lesser quality or or maybe not I don't know, but I think yes, putting that false security into material possessions is something that will never hold up um, over time. And-, and
1: too, I think going off of that too, everyone and their mom has a discount code. And we there's like so many studies about how when we see a sale or a discount code, we're like, oh my gosh, this discount code is going to save me money or the sale going to save me money. So therefore I have to buy this product. And it's like, in reality, no, <laughs> you don't need it just because it's on sale. And you don't need it just because you have a discount code for it.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's kind of hard too, because like sales are nice, especially when you come around to Black Friday and you think like, okay, I want this vacuum, but I know it's going to be on sale for Black Friday and I can wait. I think there is kind of this strategy. when it comes to consumerism in the United States, because you have these known waves of pricing. And so I think there's like some part of that that's, that's smart, you know, you're like, okay, I need that. I know it's going to go on sale, whatever. But then at the same time it is, it's this trap of consuming more because it's on sale. And the other thing that gets literally every single one of us all the time is shipping because Mm. you, you add one or two more things to your cart to get free shipping. And that's one way, like in your mind, you'd be like, well, it's worth it. Cause instead of paying for shipping, I got another item, but then you end up going way over what you would have paid for shipping and you got items that you really didn't need, or maybe even want, but you added it in there. Like how many times have you done that?
1: Oh my gosh. So many. And <laughs> Brandon always says this. He's like, you don't need it just because it's on sale, but yes. back to your point, um, I think that that is really good. I think that that's a really good thing for us to do is think about, you know, some of the more big ticket items. Like, yeah, for you, I know that you need a vacuum. You want a vacuum. Your roommate has a vacuum. But you know, it's, a something, vacuum. it's something that you wanted for a really long time. And I think that that's great because I think there's some of these more big ticket items for people like, oh man, I really need a new laptop or I really need... Uh, or want like a peloton bike or something and maybe you're thinking about this in like june and you're like you know what i know that their biggest sale of the year is on black friday and that is incredible if you can have that self-control to hold off on purchasing that until it's on its biggest sale of the year like that is 1000 percent. like you are crushing it i think that that's something that is so hard though because we see it we want it and it's so hard to wait even like a week let alone months to purchase this thing that's why i think it's really great to just like really take inventory of the necessities like your protein powders or your supplements or something that you take every single day and you know you're gonna use it like yes we need to purchase these things um, because they enhance our lives our lives wow and things like that but It's just like, I have been guilty of it too. Like I just see something marketed so well and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. Do I need that? Absolutely not. And you know what? It's actually been more so like for Quinn and Rio. Like I see things for them and I'm like, oh my gosh, they need that. (laughs) And I'm like, no, they don't. Because how many times have we talked to each other and been like, I'm so glad that dad didn't spend a ton of money on, Things for us, but he gave us some really standout moments and experiences in our lives, and those are things we're going to remember forever and never regret
0: doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making memories, not yeah, memories... building an empire of things.
1: Yeah, I think we've just lost the value of that, and that's something that Brandon and I have talked about a lot too with the girls because both of our daughters' birthdays are in August and. Uh, our anniversaries in August too. And instead of, you know, buying all of these gifts, things that, you know, Quinn will probably break anyways because she's so hardcore on her toys. Um, but instead of buying them things, you know, going camping every August or taking a trip every August and making that just like our vacation month because we're going to look back on those memories and they are going to be so sweet to us and we will remember those forever, but they're probably not going to remember what they got on their second, third, fourth, fifth birthday, and so on.
0: No, I think that's super true, and I think too, like, there, it goes back to pride, and pride is something that's talked about over and over and over again in scriptures, and God opposes the prideful, and he exalts the humble, and when you are kind of channeling pride through this lens of like, look what I have and look what I can afford and look what I got to fit in and blah, blah, blah. I think that that is a way that you stay trapped in that materialism because you have to uphold this identity that you've created in things. And if you stop having that thing or wearing that thing or buying that thing, then you lose that attachment to that identity of yes, I have this, and I wear this, and I do this, and that's hard for people. So I think that that's a nice thing and something to consider is having this mixture, not being married to a certain brand or certain whatever, um, and not being prideful in those things as like an outward expression of this identity in things. Yes, exactly. And to go off of that, because
1: we always want to Test everything that we say against Scripture. I think that this verse that I'm going to read really um, complements what you just said, and it says, "It's First John 2:16. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world, and as." We all know we're called to be in this world, but not of this world. And that I feel like I need just like tattooed across my forehead because it is so easy to forget. And that is why I think that a lot of these things too are from the enemy. Like he knows our weaknesses for sure, right? And mm-hmm. God calls us to be responsible with our money, he calls us not to be greedy, he calls us to give freely. And Satan comes in and he's like, no, you should think about yourself. You should think about yourself. And you should be sad that you don't have what these people have. You should feel behind. You should feel less than. And God says, no, look to me. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Don't love money, be satisfied with what you have, for God has said, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you. He's the only thing that is consistent and never failing. And the enemy comes in and tells us that we need all of these things to make us feel happy, to make us feel worthy, to make us feel secure. And they're going to fail every single time. Nothing is going to measure up to. The way that the Lord, our creator, can make us feel. And that's why we wanted to talk about this topic, especially um, after the holidays. Because I think that the enemy is going to do a really good job of letting, making sure that you're seeing what everybody else got over the holidays and not even just around the holidays. But he wants you to see, you know, all the people that got engaged, all the people that just closed on their house. And he wants you to feel behind. And he... And that's where you get into trouble because you're going to, you know, you're going to go out and you're going to buy the things that you can't afford. (laughs) And I was just thinking about it and I just want everyone to remember that nothing in this world will satisfy. Nothing is worth one going into debt for because how much does the Bible talk about how much we're not supposed to be in debt, right? And... There's just nothing worth, yeah, going in debt for, but also there's nothing worth making you question your worth and your security because you don't have it. Unless it is like salvation and knowing Jesus, but even then he doesn't want you to feel less than not, not wanted or not worthy. That was a tangent, and I'm sorry, but
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. But also, too, like just as we're in this holiday season, I know this is going to come out a little bit late, but I think that we have, we feel this need to get people extravagant, extravagant gifts, and that's why I literally, if you know me, I hate gifts literally all all the way across the board unless it's intentional and it's from someone that really knows me and has really thought about me because a forced gift is so i don't know you can just tell and like being on the other end of that and having this pressure to have a forced gift is so stressful and i think that we've just forgotten how much the little sentimental gifts mean like a photo album or just like a nice picture in a nice frame Or just something small. Like, there is so much that you can say by getting something or someone something that really resonates with them, even though it's really small. Like, (laughs) I'm going to just tell a story because shout out to my pastors. But we at church on Thursday, we did a white elephant or not church, but our um, young adults group, we did a white elephant exchange. And. We, you know how you do the raffle, you get the gifts, you can either open it or steal and an item can only be stolen twice. So I ended up kind of being in the middle of the pack as far as getting my raffle number chosen. And so there were three blankets in the crowd by that time. So I went and I I stole one of the heated car blankets and then that got stolen from me. And then I went and I was like, okay, I'll just steal the other blanket. And then that one got stolen from me. And then I stole the third blanket, the third and last blanket. And then that one got stolen. And I was like, what the heck? Everyone wants these blankets and they're coming from me. And it was like a whole big thing. I mean, there was like 30 or 40 of us in there. Everyone was cracking up. They thought it was super funny. And um, then yesterday, um, our young adult pastor's wife was like, she calls me and she's like, hey, Ray we got you a Christmas gift and we want to give it to you like right now. Where are you at? And I was like, well, I was going to go to the gym. She's like, okay, hold on. We're going to drive there right now. They literally drive to a whole other town, come to my gym parking lot and give me this gift. Anyone know what it was? It was a heated blanket in the car. Like that is the sweetest thing. It was so small and so simple, so unnecessary, but that's such, to me, like, I saw Jesus through them in that moment. Like, that wasn't a need. They know that wasn't a need, and they know it was just a funny game, and they knew that I would laugh, and we would, you know, share hugs and just memories over that gift in that moment, and we were all laughing about it, but it was also, like, such a sweet, sweet gesture for something that, you know, wasn't all that expensive, and, um, it's, that was like one of the most meaningful funny gifts in the world. And so I think that we kind of forget that in a season of gift giving, that having things like that, that are either funny, that kind of remind someone of something, or that are just very sentimental, those are some of the best gifts versus getting these big ticket items that are on every single like gift guide video and page, because they all come in cycles. So... I think, like, as we go forward, being very intentional with that person in gift giving, um, that is going to save you a lot of time. And that's going to be so sweet for those people on the receiving end.
1: Mm-hmm. And a gift doesn't just have to be a thing either, you know? And I mm-hmm. think that we've forgotten that, like, how sweet it is to say, I know that it's your birthday coming up. I would love. To sit down and have coffee with you and to me that's what i love i like that connection and just spending time with the people that i love i think that that is something that we've totally forgotten about and it's like or even just like a text message like somebody that you haven't heard from for a long time and they remember that it's your birthday And or they shoot you a text on Thanksgiving or Christmas, like how sweet, you know, just to be thought of, and just to like know that people care about you. It does not have to be a big gift. And it should definitely never be something that you feel like anxiety or you feel, I don't know, nervous about how much you're going to have to spend on this gift for this person, because that's going to show in your gift giving, right. And that's just not the meaning of any of this.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, I guess we have talked pretty thoroughly about where we think the roots of materialism are today, but I just want to kind of provide some ways to combat that materialism, besides what we just talked about, but you kind of touched on this already, and in my mind taking inventory of what is valuable in the grand scheme of eternity is important. So 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is unseen or, sorry, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Mm. So just taking inventory on like there are things in this world, there are material items in this world that can be helpful, that can be necessary at times that can be convenient that can be comforting that's not always a bad thing but if you're just buying to buy or having to have is that adding value to your life and are you fixating on those things or are you having those things to help kind of create that comfort and that um convenience kind of or you know like provide for some of those needs but they're not it's not taking your eyes off of the things that are unseen and the riches of the kingdom.
1: Yeah, I think that's really great and I think another way to combat it is before you do make a purchase ask yourself like is this the best use of my money? Like is there something that I could put this towards that would be better? Um, A lot of times we don't even stop and think before we buy something and it's just like I said, you don't have to plug your card number in anymore. It's so easy to do and it just shows up at your house. So I think having some self-control, asking yourself, you know, is this really, one, is this really in need? Two, is there a better use of my money? And I think that when we stop to think about that, God will probably put something in your mind of, you know, this family, they're expecting a baby. It would be really amazing if you would spend that money on buying some really high quality food to make them a home cooked meal and drop it off at their house. You know, how can we use it to bless other people? And I think that that's a challenge that I want to set for myself in this new year is just really thinking about how can I bless others? Because, world is really hard right now. And I think that the more that I've experienced in, in this life too, with like being married and having kids and things like that, I have really underestimated the power of something simple, like just dropping off a home cooked meal. And it just, it means so much, but it's such a small gesture. And I think just thinking more about stuff like that is one way to also combat the need to buy something
0: oh yeah a hundred percent being generous is one of the best ways to combat materialism and consumerism i think because i think the ability to give freely and joyfully is a sign that you are not tethered to material possessions because nothing that we have is really our own everything belongs to the lord and we have been Gifted, And we've been allowed to borrow some of these things on this earth, but it doesn't matter. We can't take it to heaven. And there's so many points in the Bible where God wants us to share and to provide and to be generous with time, with love, with money, with material items um and you know like acts 432 says that all the believers were one in heart and mind no one claimed that any of their possessions was their own but they shared everything they had if we don't do that anymore it's what's yours yours and what's theirs is theirs kind of and i feel like we've gotten kind of far away from that in a lot of ways um
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or luke three eleven says john answered anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none and anyone who has food should do the same and that's just you know like you said providing those necessities right. providing for what people need if you have the ability to do that do
1: that mm-hmm. i think another thing too and i heard this a while ago um I can't remember. It might have been in a devotional or something. But basically, like, before you buy something, ask yourself, am I buying this for me? Like, if you are buying something for yourself, am I buying this for me? Am I, Or am I buying it so that everybody else can see that I have it? Going back to the pride thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that that is a huge question. Because I can think of a couple purchases in my life where I'm like, I if I really, like, deep down – assess the situation, I would say, yeah, no, that probably wasn't bought because I genuinely loved it. But I thought that other people would think that it's cool. Mm -hmm. And so I think always asking yourself that question. I think another thing too is um, just like a practical thing. If you do have to buy something for yourself, really taking time to like research the product, especially if it's a, if it's a big ticket item, like that way, when something does, you know, something else bigger and better does come out, you can say, well, I have the best of like, that sounds bad, but I have the most like efficient or effective thing of this product. So really just researching things because sometimes I'm really bad about that. And Brandon's really good about it. Like he wants a pickleball paddle. He will literally research everything about every pickleball paddle ever and then he'll come across like you were saying not being tethered to a brand he'll come across some like small company who is like making these incredible pickleball paddles and they're actually you know a lot cheaper and the message behind the paddles are really amazing like he just bought one called triple j paddles my husband is obsessed with pickleball um in case you needed to know <laughs> and um it has the line of judah on the paddle like how cool is that and it's like a really great paddle all to say just research things and then I had mentioned this earlier but understanding the mission behind some of these companies that you're purchasing from um in my adult life that's something that I have definitely put more emphasis on when buying even just things like diapers you know what does this company stand for what do they support um things like that, because I want to put my money into companies that love Jesus, that are doing it for the right reasons, and also, you know, that the product is good. But I think that, and oftentimes, the things that I am buying, they're not from companies that people even know about, you know, they're from small companies or companies that are not the coolest, you know.
0: No, that's huge. I think that that's awesome and a good use of time and just discernment. I think that's a really wise way to look at money, look at things that you need. Because like you're saying, some of those things are really needs, like diapers need. But continuing to have this heart of wanting to support people that are doing really amazing things. Yeah, it's like they say, you're voting with your dollar. So,
1: like, mm. use it well. Yep. Use it well, because if you are buying from a company that supports something that you that is against your values, and there's a lot of things that if you stop and you really look at these companies, it is against our biblical values, and we need to stop purchasing from them. Sometimes that's really hard to do. And I mean, we're not going to turn this into a politics po- podcast, but I'm just saying, really take the time to figure out where your money is being spent, and if it's if that company is using it well for something that you support and you believe is going to enhance the kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that there are limitations to that. And there that's like a whole other conversation because I think we get a lot into cancel culture in that way. And it's it becomes this kind of hypocritical thing at some point. So I think you just need to do what you feel is best for yourself and your family and not necessarily kind of put people down for simple things because I guess what I'm trying to get at is all of these super messy conversations about um, very controversial things like shopping at Target and going to Disney World and whatever. I know that Sadie had a podcast about that recently and I resonated with that so much because you know, you can say all these things, but there's always going to be something, you know, someone's always going to be like, oh yeah, you saying that from your iPhone, you saying that on your Instagram. And so there's always going to be something that's tethered, you know, but I think like as much as you can and being as wise and as educated and as intentional as you can with your money, if you can do that, but I, we know it's never going to be perfect. No. And we should, as Christians, we should never be putting people down anyways, you know, yeah yeah and like a nice way
1: to go about everything
0: yeah exactly and being like you shop at target Mm -hmm. it's like maybe target has that one thing that works you know and and i'm not gonna judge someone for that if you don't want to shop at target that's amazing. There are certain places and certain companies that I personally don't want to support. And then there are other companies where I'm like, you know, that's just what we have here. And that's what's Mm -hmm. available to me. And, you know, I know that if I had another choice, I would probably pick that, but this is just what I have. And that's fine too. You know, it's, you can't get so wrapped up in that, that that becomes your identity as well. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I, only shop here and only do this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, I think that we can get a little too crazy. And I think that's why those kinds of conversations are kind of why a lot of people feel like they don't want to go to church or don't want to interact with Christianity or don't want to get to know God because that is the impression that they get. This like hoity-toity. Oh, I don't do that, and I never want us to be those people, and I never want people to see Jesus through that lens because that's not Jesus.
1: No, and like the Bible says, it's not our job to judge others; it's His. Like exactly,
0: and we're all figuring it out.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think one more thing that I wanted to just touch on really quick is there are so many things, like I said, that are being uh, marketed to us to enhance our life, um, mainly our health. And like we had mentioned before, like nutrition and health is like one of my biggest passions. And the more and more that I'm learning, it is like, um, having a minimalistic approach to health is the way to go. And I keep thinking to myself like every single day, because I guess just a little backstory in November, i was having a ton of digestive issues and skin issues so in november i went and i had some allergy testing done and it came back that i was allergic to eggs and rice and cashews and whatever imitation crab is so in meeting with my functional medicine doctor who i um, did the testing through she was talking to me i told her you know i eat a paleo diet i eat really really clean and like everything's you know organic grass fed all the things and she was like I really challenge you to go animal based and that's something that like an avenue that I've never even considered and basically this is just totally irrelevant but animal based is um meat grass fed dairy and well grass fed meat grass fed dairy fruit and honey like no vegetables, and no nuts, things like that. And so I think back to, since we started doing this, and adopting this kind of way of eating to see if it would help clear up my skin and gut issues. I keep thinking to myself, like, this is truly the way that, you know, Jesus used to eat, like back in the day. And yes, they had like a bread and wine and things like that. But To the core, like they ate a lot of meat, they ate a lot of um, milk from their cows, made some cheese, they would pass by a tree and they'd pull a piece of fruit off. And it's like they did not overcomplicate it. And so you're going to be marketed so many things in regarding to health. And yes, I do think that there are some things that um, can enhance your health and can kind of give you that little extra boost of something that maybe you know we're not getting as much of in our diet anymore just because of how awful our food system is like the one thing i can think of is we don't really get the amount of creatine that we should so maybe supplementing with a little bit of creatine or um supplementing with a little vitamin d if you live somewhere that you know you don't get a lot of sunshine things like that things that can like enhance that are really simple but you don't need all of these crazy supplements you don't need all of these weight loss things like let's just strip everything down like take it food be it um be it clothing be it really anything like just strip it down and be like what like do i actually need you know and let's take a minimal approach let's really think about and this sounds so nerdy but but like think about the way that jesus might have lived because that's the whole goal right is to be more like him and i can take that pretty literally i know some people don't maybe think about it in these ways but you know he wasn't doing all of these crazy things like he, li- he lived a simple life like they used to and i think that we're coming back to those roots too like i don't know if you've seen those reels on instagram where it's like when they're a little girl, they say, when I'm older, I want to be rich. And then it pans to what rich looks like for them. And it's like a big acre of land with chickens and goats and cows and a garden and all this stuff. And I love that. I love that. That's kind of the direction that some people are going is just, like I said, going back to our ancestral roots and just living so much more simply. And so I just want to encourage people, mainly because I know that going into the new year, um, everybody wants to focus on their health and like weight loss and going on this next diet and all this stuff. But it's just like, be simple, eat real food, do the best you can, you know, live that 80-20 lifestyle, still enjoy some of the things that you wanted to enjoy. But other than that, don't complicate it. Don't be pulled into these things of you need this weight loss pill or you need this supplement or you need to get on this so that your hair and nails will grow and be long and luscious. It's like, no, eat real foods. Don't think about it much more than that. And move your body in a way that feels good to you because you're also going to be marketed every workout program under the sun and every way of working out that has given somebody results, you know. It's so much of just like listening, slowing down, and listening to what feels good to you. And then don't think about the rest of it. You know, we overcomplicate it so, so much. But take inventory of how things make you feel and do what feels good to you. That was a long tangent.
0: (laughs) No, no. I think that's super important. And just to one little snippet to add on to that is that things change, especially when it comes to nutrition. So I end anything in the world, but just do your best with the information that you have in that time. It may change. The world is constantly changing. And I think you have to be careful about what science you're reading and who's paying for it because that's part of the battle in our day and age. But um. Doing the best you can in that moment and then giving yourself and other people grace when that changes, when that shifts. Because, you know, there was a point in time where people thought canola oil was the best thing in the world. And now we know that that's terrible for you. And, you know, like oils, sugars, low fat, high fat, grass fat, like all these things change so much as we learn more. um, And as the science and market and everything is informed differently or paid for differently, depending on what you're looking at. So um, give yourself grace, do your best. And I think that the easiest way to not fall into these constant changes and this constant like, oh, I thought that was the best, but then I was proven wrong, is to keep it simple and just be very intentional with what you have when you have it. And um, the simpler that you are, the more likely you're going to to be able to sustain that life and or those practices, those routines and instead of like having these big swing shifts as new research comes out. Yeah, I think that
1: I don't know. I just think I, I say keep it simple because I always say keep it simple, keep it consistent because you know, we should not be putting so much focus on these areas of our lives that we are because And I don't want to get into it because I'll, this podcast will turn into like a week long episode on health, but Ray's right. A lot of the health trends that are being sold to us are funded by things like Coca-Cola, you know, and it's just, it's not real research. It's not evidence-based. It's stupid. Just go back to your roots. Like I said, you're never going to regret eating a grass-fed burger and a piece of fruit you know, or whatever feels like genuinely makes you feel good. Um, but I just wanted to say, because we really said we were going to try and keep this at 45 minutes. Um, I would love to challenge everybody to read Matthew chapter six, um, the portion on money and possessions. And I guess I'll just wrap it up with this last piece of scripture that says, wherever your heart is there, the desires of your heart will also be. And that's Matthew six twenty one. And I guess... Let's just bring it back to Jesus, you know, wake up, spend some time in the word. Um, that's my challenge. It's not always easy, especially like when you have kids and stuff. It's not always what you want to do, but let's practice self-control and self-discipline. And, you know, think before we purchase things and definitely, you know, spend some time with Jesus. Always ask him for guidance and instructions if you feel Unsure about something, even as silly as a purchase, because he wants us to ask him for guidance and he will always lead us in the right direction. So, I think that's my final thought. If you have anything
0: else, yeah, I think practically something that I do is I write things down, like I keep a list of wants kind of a thing, like they're not needs, they're wants. And sometimes things are on that list for five years. And you know I do that. Uh And and I will talk about things for years. And finally, people are like, oh my gosh, just get it. It's like I I had an old Garmin watch that I I switched to a new Garmin watch that was quite expensive. And I talked about it for, I think, three or four years before I actually made that switch. And I have been so blessed by everything that I've had in this watch. I'm like, how did I not do that sooner? But it was, you know, it was the right time to do it in that moment. So I think that it's okay to have wants. But yeah, if you are doing some of the spending on things that aren't necessarily needs, just keep it as a list because you'll see that things are being marketed in waves. And, you know, you'll see the same things on all of these Um, purchase guides or whatever. And then the next season, they'll all be different. And so if products resonate with your heart as desires or needs or wants or whatever you want to call it for a long period of time, then it's maybe something that is worth your money and maybe will enhance your life in, you know, whatever way. So I think some practical things is just keeping that list. And the biggest thing for me is just operating from a grateful heart. If you're grateful, then you're not gonna be consistently looking at things that you quote unquote need or like browsing all these online sites. If you are really grateful and looking through that lens of gratitude, you will want less and become more content with what you have. I saw this, yes, saw all of that, but I saw this thing the other
1: day and it was like um, the game that every millennial plays and it's how guessing how your friends afford their life. (laughs) And and I was like, wow, that is so true. And I think just always think about that too. Like when you see the people around you, you know, buying new cars, buying new houses. having all of these things, it's like, you don't really know what that looks like for them. You don't one, you don't really know what their income is. You don't know what kind of help they're getting from family. And you also don't know if they're going to debt buying all of these things. So I think it's just like really focus on you always make sure that the things that you are buying, you can actually afford, like you never want to go into debt for something, you know, unless it's like school, like we all have student loan debt or something like that. But,
0: mm-hmm. um, you know yeah really no that's a great yeah no that's a great point and like something that we always say is money has become so taboo in talking but
1: mm-hmm. there has
0: been so much insight in talking about money and talking about salaries recently mm-hmm. it, like in the last few years and it's kind of interesting how much society doesn't want you to talk about that because they want you to be questioning what other people are doing and kind of striving to meet this mark that you don't even know what the mark is and then you start talking salaries and you find out that the person that just graduated makes five grand more than you who's been at a company for five years Mm -hmm. and that's how they're incentivizing people and so i think like we've gotten to this space where money and salaries and whatever is so taboo to talk about and I wish it wasn't because I wish we were all talking about it more I think we would see more um more fairness in in salaries and too it's just like if we're talking with other people our age then we have a good idea of like are we so behind or are we so ahead because you know for me I'm constantly asking like what's appropriate to have in your savings account right now and you know what's i say that all the time and i ask her dad that too a lot like how much money should we be saving and like what does an emergency fund look like and all these things and i think it's so different from for us versus them at our age that having that age gap is really hard because i don't yeah. know if they have the answer i wish more people our age talked about it like what do you think is important and like how are you saving money and what things like what do you think is reasonable as far as your salary in comparison to what you're paying for your mortgage or your car payment or whatever. Like I really don't think we have these conversations that often and you just sit there kind mm-hmm. of wondering like am I so behind or am I Brandon, actually okay?
1: Yeah. No definitely Brandon and I talk about that all the time and You know, we have struggled, like really, really struggled with this because we see people who, you know, are just like us, you know, both nurses or something similar, and they have, you know, a really incredible house. They have nice, brand new cars and they go on all of these vacations. And we're like, what are we doing wrong? And then we sit there and we think about it and we're like, we have literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills for Quinn. And it's like, I don't know, other people just haven't had that struggle, you know? And that's another thing to factor in. So I just, I think don't be hard on yourself as long as you are like really doing your best to, you know, save money. We didn't even talk about tithing, but, and that could be, I mean, that's a a big topic too, but, um, just really, as long as you're doing your best, you know, like don't get too caught up in it because if we just sit here and we think about it all day long, like we're so broke or we don't have enough in our savings, like that, that's Satan coming to steal your joy. Like that is not supposed to be the focus of life at all. That is not to say that we are meant to be irresponsible with our money. But it is not supposed to be that I'll be all here like that. If it becomes an idol, then it needs to something needs to change.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. I always bring it back to Ecclesiastes. I don't know why people hate on that book so much. But, you know, I think that that is so resonating for me. If you haven't read Ecclesiastes, you should go do it. But read it from this frame of mind that God actually wants us to enjoy life on Earth. I don't mm-hmm. think it's meant to be hard all the time. And I don't think like, yes, we are to work hard and do everything that we do as if we are working for the Lord. We're meant to serve people. We're meant to give. We're meant to take care of those that don't have the opportunities or the blessings that we have. But at the same time, I truthfully believe that we are meant to enjoy our time here and we're meant to just live in a way that is glorifying to God. but also also, that doesn't mean you have to hate every single day you don't have to only save you don't have to you know deprive yourself of all these things it's in ecclesiastes it's like drink not okay that sounds really bad but um it's like you know have fun drink yummy things have yummy foods and you know enjoy your life because To sit here and only grind and only strive for things of this world is not going to give you value on this earth. Like enjoy the blessings of this earth and help to transfer those blessings to other people. Live in a way that doesn't make sense, that you have this eternal hope, that you have this eternal joy, that you have this peace and this faith in something so much greater that you can walk through storms on this earth with so much gratitude and so much faith and so much hope and so much joy. Like Philippians is the most joyful book in the Bible and it was written from a prison. Mm -hmm. So it's like your joy, and you'll hear this in sermons over and over and over again, your joy is not dependent on your circumstances. And I believe that we are meant to experience joy and we are meant to experience goodness and blessings on this earth. Like why? God doesn't hate us. He wants us to have freedom. He wants us to enjoy things. Yes, we will have trials and tribulations, that is promised. And we're gonna have hard times as Christians on this planet. We are going to be hated because they hated God first. We are gonna have hard times. We are gonna go through persecution, but we have a foundation of joy and a foundation of hope and a foundation of faith that we can write off of. And, and we don't have bad. to experience that doom and that gloom and just sitting in this cyclical depression that the enemy wants
1: us in. And it's that joy and it's that peace that surpasses all understanding that makes non-believers stop and say, what do they have that I don't? Yeah, what's
0: different about them?
1: Yep, and that is your segue into Jesus, which is the whole reason why we're here.
0: Yes, it's like that saying of, you know, you might be the closest thing that anyone ever sees to Jesus. You might be the only
1: Bible that they read.
0: Yeah, yep. exactly.
1: Yep. Exactly. So if you are constantly living in, you know, this just turmoil over your finances because you have not sorted them well, or maybe you have sorted them well and you get hit with a bomb of medical bills like we Mm-mm. did, mm-hmm. you know, still know that God is good and live in a way that proves that that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he clothes the flowers, how much more is he going to provide to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, if he feeds the birds, you know, how mm. much more important are you?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: And like you you're know, always going to be taken care of, and that that's, you have to believe that to your core, like, no matter how bad it gets, he's going to take care of you.
0: Yes, yes, and in return, we have such a blessing as humans on this earth, like, God created everything, he created the trees, and the stars, and the animals, and everything on this earth, but... Nothing gets to worship God like we do. And we are called to worship God through singing and dancing. And I think that's something that we take for granted. And I want to talk about this in a whole other episode, but our young adults pastor is always saying, you know, like it's a privilege we get to, we're the only creation that gets to audibly and physically worship God back. Like, yes, the mountains proclaim his majesty. Yes, his creation and its glory and its beauty proclaim that he is real and he is beautiful and he is wanting good things for us. But we're the only people that can say that back.
1: And we're one of the only countries, not the only countries, but we're one of not a lot of countries that can do this freely, that can attend church freely, that can own a Bible, Mm. you know?
0: Mm -hmm. and. I so take that for granted. Yep. Yep. And you know, you never know when that's going to change. Oh, (laughs) Like you think being a Christian can be hard now, just wait, it's going to get harder and you're going to need a firmer foundation and you need to just enjoy the blessings that you have when they come, because there's always going to be hardship too.
1: And that's why we need to put on the armor of God every day, but also start to really study the bible like we need to talk about that like what does it look like when you sit down and you're and you study the bible maybe we can do that in the next episode because i think that i do yeah because i love watching like youtube videos on how people go about their bible study i think it's so fascinating how different everybody does it and Mm -hmm. it takes it takes a lot of trial and error to figure out what's going to work for you in a way that keeps you consistent so Mm -hmm. i think we should talk about that but we really yeah. tried to keep this at 45
0: minutes, you guys. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we wrapped this up 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and then we just we popped going. off in
1: those last 15 minutes. Let's just
0: talk about that. <laughs> I know.
1: It's, there's just so much to Brandon's say. Brandon's shaking his head at me because I just said popped off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also, shout out to Brandon, who has to edit all of this.
1: Yeah. Shout out to the Hubs for being our editor. It's yeah. pretty amazing
0: we won't we won't disclose what his official titles are yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well this has been good i hope that it blesses people and i don't think that any of this is really new and you know a lot nothing that we talk about is new it's all from god it's not but it's a reminder for sure yes exactly honestly i needed yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's funny because Demi and I listened back to our first podcast episode once it dropped yesterday, and both of us listened to it all the way through. And I didn't know if it would be fun or not, or if I would be interested or not. But it's funny that sometimes you say stuff that you don't even know that you know in your heart. And so, just as much as this is hopefully a blessing to other people, it's actually a blessing to us. And so, I think that for- that's so funny because. I
1: sit here, and yes, like you said, we listen back, but that is just proof that, like, the Holy Spirit's talking through you, because that's not something that I would have come up with, you know? And oh, you, 100%. Yeah. You're like, I, what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you're like oh, so cool. no. are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. This is, none of this is us. We are just kind of spitballing and trying to evaluate it through a scriptural lens, Like we try and do with all of our lives, but we're we're also, some of these things are for us to kind of walk through and talk through and be reminded of. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we can do a much better job of this in the new year. I think both of us could definitely improve in these areas. So we'll just, you know, rip a page from our own book today. And I'm probably honestly going to call upon you to keep me accountable in these areas,
1: which goes back to having good godly community. Which Mm -hmm.
0: we'll talk about later. Exactly. But until then, uh, we'll catch you next Friday in the next one. Exactly. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.